0: back to Let's Talk Books. I am your host, Victoria. Um, sorry that it's been so long. If I'm being honest, I got a little lazy. And I think my depression got the best of me. And I did shit all. I worked and I went home and I cleaned. I didn't really do a bunch of things that I enjoy. And it it took me a bit to get back into, um, doing things like that. So, yeah, it's great. But now I'm back and gonna get back into doing this. I just gotta motivate myself and do it, which is easier said than done. So, um... I hope everyone's doing okay and being safe with the, I guess, the second wave of COVID coming through. Um, I know my work has now taken massive priorities into um, COVID screening with everyone coming through our office on a day-to-day basis. So I hope you're all still being safe, and if you're seeing people, be smart wear masks, you know, just be, be good. Um, as of right now, I am recording in my little off suite at my office because we run 24 hours, so I'm doing an overnight shift tonight. So if there's any loud background noise i'm sorry it's just the setup that i have tonight just because i have so much free time that i thought i would do this at work so yeah (laughs) um after looking back at my last post um this week is a non-fiction so we're uh, we're gonna get into it. So this week with the nonfiction, it is um, a biography, and I'm actually so excited about this one. It was such a good book. It is um, "The Dirt" by Motley Crue, which, oh God, I love Motley Crue. <laughs> um, I I didn't actually know they published a book until after i watched the netflix movie um named the same the dirt okay so i didn't really take any notes on this book because there's just so much that happens i felt like if i took notes and really talked about everything i would be here for ages so we're going to go um, member by member, and we're going to talk about them individually, and then we're going to talk about the band as a whole. So, first of all, I'm going to say I know, I've know known Motley Crue as a band for basically my whole life, because my dad was really into, you know, the 70s and the 80s um, rock and roll, because that's when, you know, he grew up and that's just what he liked that was his music so I knew Motley Crue probably way too young (laughs) because honestly some of their songs are um, not kid appropriate like they're not vulgar in any sense but once you understand lyrics and you understand the meaning behind a song, it just kinda of takes <laughs> I just I, I don't know. It's you get the meaning of the song and then you're like, wow, I was belting this at five years old. Like, Doctor feel good. Doctor feel good is about Nikki Six's drug dealer. And Girls, Girls, Girls is obviously about you know, strippers and girls and, you know, that sort of stuff. I was definitely... Like, I I love Girls, Girls, Girls. That's my favorite song by them. Like, I love it. I blast it all the time in the car. But I was definitely belting that at probably five years old. So, yeah. Anyways, on to the band. We're gonna start with... Um, Mick Mars and Mick Mars is the guitarist and he is also the oldest member of the band not by a whole lot of years but he is the oldest so <laughs> Mick Mars he, ha- he had a really average childhood I guess you could say Um, he grew up in the 50s and you you know normal kid um he got into guitar at a young age and he really liked the blues so that was like his sound was like the blues so he kind of you know modeled his guitar playing after that that's what he really enjoyed and so when he got into his teenage years, him and a couple of friends, you know, made some bands. Um, he then got a girl pregnant, and he did the school thing from back then, and he married the girl, they had their kid, and then he got her pregnant again. So, instead of pursuing his passion of, you know, making music, he was, um... Working, you know, a 9-5 to job to pay the bills and support his family. Um, but he was also, you know, playing with his band at night. So, you know, he would work all day and then play all night. Drink, go home, sleep for like two hours and then go back to work. Still drunk. Because you could do that back then. That was a thing you were allowed to do so he did that for a while and then he got tired and he up and left his family so as much as i enjoy mcmyers as a person because he's quite enjoyable um he's kind of a shitty dad <laughs> to say the least Um, And then somewhere along the line, he met another girl. He got her pregnant. And he had three kids. Or did he have three kids with the same girl? Anyways, he had three kids. So, he had three kids. He did up and leave his family to pursue his dream of making music. Um... And obviously that went far because he is a founding member of Molly Crew. and yeah. So Mick Mars also has um, a disease. Don't ask me what the name of the disease is because I can't pronounce it. But it turns your joints into like cement so it makes it really hard to move and it's, it's really painful. So, you know, as the years go on, and as he gets older, he gets stiffer and, and sore and more in pain. So, um, he was diagnosed in his 20s with this. So, he... To counteract this, obviously, he was on med- medication... But he also drank excessively to help with the fact that he was slowly becoming like a statue. He he was slowly, you know, losing the ability to move his joints and it was he was just in so much pain that he just excessively drank. He didn't do any drugs or anything that wasn't his thing. He just excessively drank. And he was just this horrible alcoholic. So bad that, in fact, um, he was drunk while they recorded the song, Girls, Girls, Girls. So drunk that he had to sit. Horrible alcoholic. So bad that, in fact, um, he was drunk while they recorded the song, Girls, Girls, Girls. So drunk that he had to sit down. And he actually fell out of his chair at the end of the song and it's in the actual recording. I've I've listened to it so many times and I can't I can't tell. But he admitted it. It's in the book. He wrote it down. It happened. So (laughs) so I think personally, I think Mick, Mick Mars is really he's really misunderstood. Because as like how he comes off is he comes off as, as like this this grumpy person. realistically he's just in pain. He's not grumpy, he's just in pain. that's that's all it is. so i I enjoy McMarry's because he's really blunt about everything. he re- he really is and he's he's an enjoyable character. he really is. So you know, he founds of the crew goes on um he actually ends up dating one of the backup singers they had they get married she divorces him and takes him for everything that he has because um i want to say she's a bitch. but hey each to their own so he was Motley Crue was wildly successful. And he was in debt. In debt. And he didn't do everything that the rest of the band did. He didn't... I mean, you know, he... Bought a nice house. And he bought a nice car. But it wasn't excessive. And he was still in debt. And he was still broke. He still had no money after this divorce. So yeah she was a little um like i said each to their own and then so gets divorced loses everything he does actually get kicked out of the band um oh no he doesn't no I'll delete that. Um, and so... Him and the, him... He, a riff goes on between like him and the band. And... In the early two... I want to say mid-90s to the 2000s. In that time frame, Motley Crue actually broke up. Um, the book was published in 2002... So, probably before that, but the band did break up, and they all went their separate ways. But obviously that didn't last long because now they're back together as a band. So, all in all, um, Mick Mars is a character. He's a wildly fantastic guitar player. He's a man in pain that is so judged that people just think he's a grumpy person when realistically he's not. Because he said in the book that, you know, being on stage he wanted to wave to the fans and he wanted to throw out his pick and he he was watching his band members you know, be... oh my god I can't think of the words. He was watching his band members, you know, like run around on the stage and and say hi to everyone. And he couldn't do it because he was just so sore and he was in so much pain that he just couldn't. And people just thought he was like grumpy and upset. Which is unfair. So I think Mick Morris was really misunderstood. Like, wildly misunderstood. Okay. So, now we're going to talk about Vince Neil. Now, Vince Neil is the lead singer. And originally, he was actually a lead singer for a cover band. Which, now I'm going to make myself sound really stupid, but I didn't know that cover bands were a thing. Until like the movie, um, because every time I hear a cover band, it's always them covering, you know, eighties or seventies, and I kind of forget that you know, cover bands might have been a thing in the eighties to cover, you know, sixties and seventies music. So, yeah, yeah, that um, yeah. So, anyways, um, <laughs> he was a lead singer for a cover band, and honestly, I don't think the cover band would have went anywhere. But that's just my my opinion. Um, Vince Neil. Vince Neil was your classic a. Uh, obnoxious lead singer. He knew that he, you know, was attractive and he knew that girls liked him and wanted to be with him. And he knew that he could get anything he wanted. And so he did. He... I mean, even before he was in Motley Crue, he, um... He was that way in high school. He actually ended up getting a girl pregnant in high school. So he was a teen dad. And he paid child support. He, you know, spent time with his child. So he he was a good father. Is a good father. But, you know, he was still a womanizer and still, you know, did drugs and drank excessively, but that's a rock and roll lifestyle. So anyways, um, Vince Neil was definitely the... I'm the lead singer, look at me, I'm pretty fucking cool. And so he he joined the band and they got wildly success, successful very, very fast and everyone loved them and they they had great times as a band um vince neal was really into shooting cocaine not just snorting cocaine shooting cocaine because yes that is a thing um he was really into that he was also really into you know drinking and Popping pills. So, you know, he did all of that. And, of course, you know, he did get married. They did have a child. If I remember correctly, I believe he had three children. His one from high school, he had a daughter, and then he also had a young one in the 90s who passed away from cancer at four years old. Which that sucked I cried I cried so hard reading that I was so upset she was so young and so precious yeah um and when his daughter actually was sick he he was at the hospital every day he went to the hospital then he would go to the bar drink all night go to the hospital again and spend all day with his daughter um during Easter, he dressed up as, you know, the Easter Bunny and he handed out eggs to all the kids in, you know, the the, ch- the children's section and he was just there for his daughter. He was there with his daughter, you know, the whole time she was sick in the hospital getting treatment and he was there when she died. So, you know, although he did wildly stupid things he did put his kids first so i mean that's that's a little later on but i i wanted to get that out of the way because i don't want to talk about a little four-year-old dying anyways that's not until the 90s and that's a little later back to motley crew being wildly successful um at one point he made a friend and his name was Razzle. Razzle was from an up-and-coming UK band. Anyways, that's not until the nineties, and that's a little later. Back to Motley Crue being wildly successful. Um, at one point he made a friend and his name was Razzle. Razzle was from an up-and-coming UK band and for the life of me I can't think of it um anyways one night you know they're all partying and having a good time and they run out of booze so Vince and Razzle decide to hop up into Vince's vehicle and go to the liquor store that was just around the block it was just around the corner wasn't a far drive but something happened and Vince crashed the car obviously the thing a factor was the fact that they were very much intoxicated but there was a little more to it anyways they were wildly intoxicated should not have been driving at all And they crashed just down the street from Vince's house. Vince was fine. He walked away. Razzle was killed. Which then left Vince going through court procedures and being arrested and charged with manslaughter. And he served... He didn't serve too long in jail but then he went to rehab and he had community service and the terms was you go to rehab get clean stay clean which with motley crew um he stayed clean for a little bit but it didn't last long so um and then after after Razzle died and he went to rehab, got clean, tried to stay clean, there was you know this giant like riff in the band, and it just wasn't the same. and it all boils down to there was a lot of drugs and alcohol involved and just a lot of a lot of bullshit and a lot of just things so Vince eventually leaves slash gets kicked out of the band and they do get a new lead singer. Um, We'll get to that later though. So Vince gets kicked out but then he does uh, he gets kicked out, he does come back after a little bit. They're banned again and then, like I said, the band does break up within mid to late 90s. So that's Vince Neal. Now we're going to talk about Tommy Lee. God, I love Tommy. Uh, (laughs) So Tommy Lee is the drummer. And he actually knew Vince. Him and Vince went to high school together. So that was how Vince even knew that this band was forming. Was Tommy you know, showed up to one of his parties where he was playing with his cover band and, you know, convinced him to come and try out, like, you know, come jam with the band one day. So, Tommy, I don't, I don't even know. He's, he has a boy like Wonder. Like, he's very much... He says it himself. He's a helpless romantic. It's a very much like he... He loves and he cares about everyone. And that was just his upbringing. His parents were extremely loving and extremely supportive. And that's just who he was. So... Tommy. Um, he... I don't think he was heavy into drugs or drinking until you know, Molly Crew. So, he was, Tommy was really into cocaine and drinking. Like, massively into cocaine. Like, hardcore. Um, he said that he has tried heroin like, once or twice, but he knew, he knew that that was like a no-go. It's bad. Don't do it. So, you know but he i i like i don't even know how like I don't so jeez I'm like trying to find words this is a really bad episode <laughs> um Tommy started off young with music his parents had him in piano class um but he also you know did the classic kid thing with pots and pans and spoons and banged on all of them and then his parents did get him a drum set he did piano lessons so he was very well versed in music and so you know he was very passionate about it and he wanted to do it and this is you know it's what he wanted to do it's what he wanted so, he he actually met he met Nikki Sixx, who was the bassist for the band. Um, he met Nikki Sixx, and they started hanging out, and that's how that's how it started. Was Tommy and Nikki kind of hanging out? Um, Nikki did run into mcmars at some point and convinced mcmars to come see um nikki's band so tommy lee meets nikki six and they start a friendship and they start jamming and rocking out and doing the rock star thing and then Tommy recruits Vince, and the whole band just goes. And so, as this, as the band is doing better and better, Tommy is just really—he wants like a girlfriend. He wants a serious relationship. He wants to get married and have a family. That was like his main thing, other than screwing every other girl that crossed his path. But that's beside the point. He he wanted he, he wanted a family. That's what he wanted. And he thought that he would get it with um, his first wife, Heather. Um they, were, they got married, you know, they, they dated, she would fly out to see him, and, you know, they tried to spend as much time together as they could, but she was also, you know, part of Hollywood, an actress, and, you know, he was a rock star, so they didn't get to see each other a whole lot. But, you know, they, they dated, and it was wonderful, and they were in love, and they got married. They were married for seven years but every time Tommy brought up the fact that hey maybe we should start having kids or maybe we should start trying she kind of pushed him aside so as he described it he felt like she didn't want to have kids with him that yeah she did but not with him and he goes as soon as that happened he's like I started Really wandering. And eventually... <clears throat> um, he does get caught with... A porn star. And other and him get a divorce. And... I mean, he, he probably saw it coming. He knew it was coming. Because... You know, he started having that feeling that... You know, if she doesn't want to have kids with me maybe she's doing this and so I'm gonna do this because that was his thought process that if she didn't want kids she didn't doesn't really love me that means she's off doing whatever the hell she wants so I can do what the hell I want and so after that divorce Tommy was still desperate to find love and to have kids So, he, he sees Pamela Anderson, and so after that divorce, Tommy was still desperate to find love and to have kids. So, he, he sees Pamela Anderson, oh my god, Pamela Anderson in, I don't know, I think he saw her in something, I can't, it was Baywatch, he saw her in Baywatch because Nikki was also seeing a girl, the the other lead female in Baywatch, so Tommy took a strong liking to Pamela, like immediately. So strong that he kind of got stalker tendencies. He he would call her constantly and like leave messages and just beg her to hang out. And they were going to one night. And then something happened and she couldn't. And then he goes, well, I, I just, like he's like, I really want to see you. Like, I really need to see you. And she goes, well, I'm flying out to Hawaii for the next, like, week to do this like i'm sorry and so she flew out to do her thing and he followed he he got he got on a plane and he followed her he found the hotel she was staying at they had one night of drinking and sex and the next thing They get married. And then they're on their way home. It it was. Such a fast paced. Relationship. That it was. Crazy. Like it was literally like a. Two day relationship. And then they got married. And then next thing you know. They're flying home. And they have to figure everything out. But. Their, their marriage wasn't horrible. They had their ups and downs, obviously, but it wasn't horrible. They, they had two sons. And they were in love in some sort of way. Like, they did truly care about each other. But some things happen. And... Tommy, when Tommy was younger, he had, I don't want to say he had a bad temper, but Pamela pushed him so often that he he got a temper. And one night, it got bad. They had a big fight. At some point, she was taking their boys up to... The rooms and he like kicked the back of her leg and then yeah she took the youngest up she was going to see the youngest because the youngest was crying he like kicked the back of her leg he then took their oldest and went to you know calm down and you know chill in the backyard uh, by the time he got back into the house police were there and they arrested him for assault although Pamela. Did hit him first. So. Tommy was arrested with assault. He was in jail for. Six months. Six to twelve months. And. Pamela. Took the kids. Like everything. He had to fight to get custody back of his kids. Everything. Like she. She also took him for everything. Which. I find horrible. I can't, you know, I can't say that, you know, something like that didn't happen before. But he was very honest in what, you know, did transpire in his relationships. And so the fact that they had this fight and they they both got physical with each other, but everything was pinned on him. Kind of scrappy. So. He served his jail time. He had to fight to get his kids back. And he he did. He was able to get visitation rights to his kids. And get custody and everything like that. But that. I think that kind of. Hurt him. Because this is this is the woman he loved, this was the mother of his children, and, you know, she, she she flipped and did all of this, and then all of a sudden they were separated and divorcing, and she was taking custody of the kids, and he he was so lost and confused in all of this, and he he understood why, but he didn't understand why they couldn't sit down and try to figure this out. So, yeah. Um, there was another relationship before Heather and before Pamela. I can't say if they actually got married or if it was just like a fiance thing, but, um, she was a groupie and she kind of slept with the rest of the band. So, um, you know, she was, we're not going to talk about her. There's no point. So, yeah, I mean, Tommy did get what he truly wanted in the end. He wanted kids and he got kids. He got the custody of his kids. Um, his sons are now about early 20s which is kind of funny because they're, like, my age. Um, Tommy did get remarried to, um, a girl that used to be... Oh god, I'm gonna date myself. Um, she used to be Vine famous. So she's an internet celebrity. She's in her 30s. Um... And I actually follow them on social media. They're actually kind of cute together. I'm not going to lie. But he did get remarried. Uh, his sons are grown adults. And yeah, as with the band, um, he stayed in the band the entire time. And then, yeah, um, he did. He does do some solo stuff still on the side. Um, when the band broke up, he started doing solo. Even before the band broke up, he was doing solo things. So he he still does, and he's a fantastic drummer. He's. Um, I also think that he was really attractive in the '80s, and I kind of think he's attractive now. And I know my sister is now gonna make fun of me. But, <laughs> I'm not going to lie, I mean, he's <laughs> he's as old as my father, but, you know, I think he's kind of cute. Thought he was kind of cute in the 80s. Think he's kind of cute now. And I can't wait for my sister to make fun of me. This is going to be great. Um. Anyways, we are now gonna go on, and we're gonna talk about Nikki Six. And I left Nikki Six for last just because there's uh, there's just so much that I there's just so much about him that I I just I don't I don't know. We're gonna start with his childhood. Um, obviously um nikki six obviously is not his birth given name but that is legal name um he was named after his father um a couple years i think he was about two his father pieced out never looked back his mother was really she wasn't a mother she was a person um and she had a rotating doors uh, a rotating door of boyfriends. So Nikki had a rotating door of father figures. They were all mean and aggressive and his mother was mean and aggressive. So Nikki didn't have the greatest life growing up. Um he moved constantly. He lived with his grandparents and you know his his childhood wasn't stable by middle school um a couple boys were starting a band and he stole their guitar and said he could play bass on the guitar and of course you know the boys laughed at him and said no that's not right and he just he had a wild childhood he had such an unstable wild childhood that i can't even like go into it um so anyways when he was 18 he legally changed his name to nikki 6 so that is his legal name um all his kids have last name name um all his kids have last name 6 it's legally their names so, Nikki was a bass player for a different band, um, and that band didn't last long. I think there was internal fightings or whatever. So, Nikki was a part of a different band. The band didn't last, but like I said... Um, Nikki actually ran into Mick Mars at a music store and, you know, he, he was like, you should come see me play. Like, come see me play. Like, come, come see my band. And Mick was kind of like hesitant at first, but he ended up going. Um, and then Tommy and Nikki met after one of Nikki's concerts. And so Nikki was really. I want to say he's what drove the band to do what they did. Because everyone else had that passion. They all wanted to do this and, you know, make this great band. But Nikki really. He, he had that drive because that's he knew that that's what he I don't even know what I was trying to say. Anyways, Nikki was the driving force. He really was. He wrote I don't want to say he wrote all the songs, but I think Tommy had some help in, you know. I th- I think Tommy wrote a couple songs. But Nikki really really wrote the songs he was really the driving force he was his driving force and the three of and everyone else's passions really is what made motley crew motley Crue. and you know same thing they got wildly successful super fast and nikki got into cocaine and drinking just like tommy Sam and Tommy were best friends. And. Soon. Honestly. I can't even tell you how it happened. But Nikki. Was introduced to heroin. And heroin is a very dangerous drug. Because more often than not. When you do heroin. For the first time. It's this massive high and it's like like immediately you're hooked you're addicted you're chasing that high constantly unless you're tommy lee who does it twice and goes nah i'm good and never touches the shit again which is phenomenal and he just has like amazing like an amazing um mind of matter willpower but, anyways, Nikki got heavily, heavily addicted to heroin. He was doing it daily. Well, you know, constantly every day. That's probably more accurate. He was into thousands of dollars into his heroin addiction it got so bad that he couldn't even be sober for Tommy's and Heather's wedding. He was fucked up on their wedding day. In fact, you can like see photos from Tommy and Heather's wedding and Nikki's just like standing on the side and his eyes are like half open. He's like, yeah. It's kind of funny. Um but he he got so amazingly fucked up on heroin but he still wrote amazing songs like i i don't even know but before all the heroin um nikki got into um i don't want to say witchcraft but he got into um black magic i think that's the better word Because they were writing, they were writing their first album. And the song Shout at the Devil was originally Shout with the Devil. And so Nikki and the girl he was living with at the time were practicing black magic. It didn't end well and they stopped but nicky was really into some weird shit like weird shit he was he was a really dark person so yeah um he he practiced black magic for a bit um uh, did some cocaine got wildly addicted to heroin um and then At some point during his heroin addiction he actually took too much and he overdosed and he overdosed and he was pronounced dead just for a few minutes he he wasn't dead too long um the ambulance drive the the emts were able to pump adrenaline into his body so then he could you know come back to life. So after that incident, Nikki decided to get clean. And he did. Um him and the band got clean. Which I think is great. Like a whole band getting clean. Like that's great. So after he got clean, you know they went and they recorded more songs and nikki he didn't get married but he got into you know long-term relationships and he had kids currently i think he just had his sixth child Ooh, the kid might be almost a year anyways he has now six kids um So, you know, he got into long-term relationships, and he, you know, had kids. And Nikki really turned his life around. But when it comes to the band, same thing. There was, you know, animosity, there was internal fighting, there was just a lot of bullshit. And... There's a lot of people turning against each other. But that's... That's a whole other thing. So... Huh. Guess I really didn't need to leave Nikki to last. Maybe I should have left Tommy to last. I really went into Tommy. because I like him so much. Huh. Anyways. Um... What I want to say about Nikki is he had... Such a fucked up, fucked up childhood, but he did so good for himself. He was he was probably the less stable out of the whole band. Mick, you don't know much about his childhood, but he had an average childhood. He really did. Like nothing crazy happened, honestly. Um, Tommy grew up in a loving home with two amazing parents. So, you know, he, he had a good life and also don't know much about Vince's childhood, but you know, I'm assuming everything was good there and he had a good childhood and he had, he had supportive parents. His parents supported his music 100%. But Nikki, Nikki had such a bad childhood. So, you know, with the the drinking and the cocaine and the heroin, it all makes sense because it, it drowned out the pain of what his mother did, of what his father did, and how, you know, just how his life was. But he turned that shit around and he's clean. He's been clean for fuck, probably 20 years. Damn. Damn. Uh, so, was, but he turned that shit around and he's clean. He's been clean for, fuck, probably 20 years. Damn. Uh, so, yeah, we got, we got Mick Mars, the guitarist. Vince Neil, the lead singer, Tommy Lee on drums, and Nikki Six is the bassist and songwriter. So, those four make up Motley Crue. And Motley Crue, as a band, was hell on wheels. They... I mean, Mick didn't really do a whole lot, but they were... They went to hotels, and they trashed hotel rooms, and at one point, they threw a TV out a window, and they were just, they were so, they were crazy, because that's just who they were. Like, you know, Nikki with having, you know, a shitty life, he didn't really have, like, you know he he had outlets, but that's just who he was. He was a, a crazy, wild person because there was nothing there to tame him. There was nothing there to you know tell him that you know no, don't do that. And Vincent, Tommy, growing up in you know good, stable homes, they had that no, don't do that. So now they didn't. All of a sudden, they had all this freedom. So the three of them ran rapid. Holy shit. Um, and so, so, Motley Crue was just hell on wheels. Um, it didn't really um, help that their first tour they were opening for Ozzy Osbourne. And Ozzy Osbourne is just a whole crazy, another, like, can of worms of. Um, Massive shit. Um, I also love Ozzy. By the way. Man. Man can sing. Man is amazing. Um, so you know. They, they talked about. Being on tour with Ozzy. And how crazy Ozzy was. Just like them. Until Sharon showed up. Which is Ozzy's wife. When Sharon came on tour for a little bit, you know, to visit Ozzy. He was the perfect husband. He didn't drink, he didn't do any drugs, and he stayed with Sharon by Sharon's side. And the boys didn't like that, obviously. They wanted their crazy, wild Ozzy back. And Sharon didn't like the boys because they were crazy and wild, and they weren't good for Ozzy. <laughs> Um anyway, so they, they went on tour together, they had a wild time. Ozzy snorted ants at some point, but doesn't remember doing it, because he was probably hopped off on a million other drugs. But anyways, Salvy Um, they do the tour, Motley Crue goes back, writes another album, they go on tour. Like I keep saying that Motley Crue got wildly popular and wildly famous so fast like they started off doing clubs on sunset strip and next thing you know they're opening for ozzy osbourne like that's a huge jump so these boys you know got wildly famous very very fast and they produced amazing songs i mean not gonna lie i don't like all their songs some of them are a little meh but they, they made amazing songs. And, you know, as with every band, shit happens. And like I said earlier, Vince did get kicked out. And they had a new lead singer in. And they produced a full album with this new lead singer. And the album tanked so they knew as well they knew and the producers knew that to keep Motley Crue on the label they were on they had to bring back Vince and they had to make up sales they had to so you know some deals were made some shit was said and Vince joined the band again. Um, their, <clears throat> oh, sorry, their, um, other lead singer, um, I forgot his name. Yeah. Um, uh, he, he was still part of the band. Like, he didn't get kicked out, he was still part of the band. And he tried to be, like a second guitarist because that's actually what he was. He was a guitarist, but I guess he just had such a unique singing voice that they used him for a singer. But they they tried to keep him as like a second guitarist, but Mick wasn't having it because Nick was par- Mick was paranoid that they were trying to get rid of him, and Mick couldn't you know he he couldn't have that he couldn't lose everything that he worked so hard on so you know Mick was paranoid about losing his position and then there was a producer in there whispering in everyone else's ears about you know oh like Mick said this or Tommy said this or Nikki said this and so with just everything. It was a bundle of shit. With everything. They. um They all kind of turned on each other. Well. Tommy and Nikki. Ganged up on Mick. Which is so mean. But they. They ganged up on Mick. And Mick. You know. Got defensive. And. All in all, the band broke up. That's, like, the end of the story, the band broke up. Because they're all a bunch of children who couldn't talk shit out. I mean, they eventually did, obviously. I mean, the book was written in 2002, you know, after they had already broken up. So obviously they got together, talked about writing a book and wrote a book. So, and now they're back together. They are touring. They were supposed to be touring in this year. But look how that turned out. But they are still friends. They are still a band. Um, so, yeah. I wanted to add one more thing. Um. <laughs> so, Vince Neil and Axl Rose um, have beef going on and Axl Rose is too much of um, a pussy to do shit about it. Which is great. Um, So what happened there was a member of Guns N' Roses hit on Vince's wife at the time. Do I remember which wife? No. It's a wife that he was kind of like iffy about and wanted to divorce anyways. But guitarist from uh, Guns N' Roses hit on Axel um, hit on Vince's wife I believe he also slapped her. Vince wasn't having it went to confront the guitarist they had a little spout and then Axel went after Vince and was like you know you can't treat my men, my band that way And then Vince is like okay let's throw down let's do it right here and here, like right here right now. And then Axel was like, "No, nah, I'm chill." and walked away. So they've had beef for probably thirty years because um Axel Rose is not doing shit about it. And I just kind of want to add to that. I just I just wanted to add that because, um I think it's fun. And my dad enjoyed Motley Crue, and he hated Axel Rose with a passion. So you know, Good call, Dad. Um, so, anyways, <clears throat> um, that's Motley Crue. That is like the tip of the iceberg. I went really, I, I, I barely scratched like the surface of what Motley Crue and what they were. So, honestly, I highly scratched like the surface of what motley crew and what they were so honestly i highly recommend this book it was so good i finished it in a weekend like i was just so like addicted to it i just wanted to know and it's just it's so i don't know it's so like nice to know more about like a band that you've listened to for years and a band that's been around for years like honestly i didn't know i i I didn't actually know they broke up i didn't know that vince was kicked out of the band i didn't like i didn't know things about this band that i've listened to for years so i would highly recommend um, this book. It is The Dirt, Motley Crew: Confessions of the World's Most Notorious Rock Band. Um, it also has chapters from producers and, you know, people that they worked with. There's also a couple of fun photos in the middle of the book. Because what's a good biography without a couple of fun photos? So... I highly recommend it. Please read it. Um I mean be be careful, it does have, you know drugs and, and um drinking and lots of just you know, be careful. If you're not comfortable reading about you know a ton of sex or a ton of drugs and just a ton of the ton of bullshit that these boys do don't read it but please read it (laughs) um but yeah so this week motley crew the dirt next week is blue smoke by Nora roberts because we're on to fiction again So I will try to be more on top of this and I will get an episode out, hopefully at least one a week. If not, bi-weekly. I will figure it out. Bye.